We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here. On the Her Hoop Sats Podcast Network, I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy. Hey, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, man, listen, I know the playoffs don't start for about 10 or 12 games from now, but this Aces New York series that's been going on has been fire. To say the least, I mean, I, you know, I couldn't go to sleep last night after the game when, I mean, it was just, it was insane. It was playoff feel. It was playoff fire. And although New York won the Commissioner's Cup just a few days ago, the Aces turned the tables. Well, and I think it was, you know, I am wearing Liberty colors. I didn't plan that, everyone. (laughs) I didn't do it on purpose. But, uh, you know, I I think when when we watched, the, the first game between these teams and we previewed yeah. it and we were like, is this a finals preview? I think, I believe I said the aces may be the best team in WNBA history. Yeah. They got spanked. They did. They did. Point loss. Yeah. And I wrote about, you know, a lot of the uh, structural problems from my blog between with the aces versus the Liberty. I still think a lot of those exist, but in my mind, you know, I'm going, we're going to the commissioner's cup. I'm like, the aces, you know, there's a lot on the line here. They're going to be motivated. They're home. It's oh, a big deal. Big. And it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, the the final score was did not indicate how close that game was. In my no, opinion. no, right. And then so coming into this one though, I was feeling, and I'm not an aces fan. I was like, this is this is a must win for the aces in my mind because I was like, even for me as a neutral, I was like, please let the aces win because I need this to be you know, feeling like, like a real series. And if the Liberty won three of those games, it kind of feels like it gets away from the aces. Aces come back, Chelsea Gray, the, the energy from Kirsten Bell as well. 
they, they really got it going. Asia Wilson found some stuff that works. So I was very happy to see the Aces win. But man, this is a matchup that is living up to the hype, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, in in this last game, not the Commissioner's Cup, but this most previous game last night, it was really interesting and intriguing to see like all of the the counter moves. And when I say yeah. counter moves, I mean like tactically speaking, like defensively. Um, it just looked like Las Vegas was a little more on a string. Yeah. On defense, it just looked like they were rotating a little bit better. But it also helped that John Cole Jones only played eight minutes <laughs> in the yeah. first half because she had foul trouble. And I think, you know, everyone who's ever played or coached, like you've seen the foot off the gas pedal when you get in foul trouble. I don't care. Offensively, defensively, your attack mode changes. Like that's just human nature. And it's, it was unfortunate for New York. Because she was such, obviously, she was the MVP of the Commissioner's Cup game. She was such an invaluable piece to their success in that game because of what she was able to do, is, and particularly on the glass, okay, in that Commissioner's Cup game. So those are possessions. Glass River, those are possessions. So I think that the Las Vegas Aces found some leverage, obviously, without the presence of John Cole Jones out there. And, um, you know, I just think Chelsea Gray is just a maestro. Okay, let's just say it. My God, a triple-double. The first since Margot Dedek, uh, yeah. back in the day, played for Utah, the, the, you know, all the, the changeover now that they're back in in Vegas now. But, I mean, just a phenomenal effort by her. And she was not going to be denied. Did you see her face, like, down the stretch? Gabe, she was like, listen, we're not losing this game. At all, like, I, and if I have anything to do with it, we're not, we're not taking another L right now. Oh, it could have been, you know, the '98 Comets. It, <laughs> it could have been an All-Star team with the from all the WNBA champions in their prime. Yeah. She wasn't losing that game. No, um, no. Unless there was a Chelsea Gray on the other side, but like, <laughs> and, and we've talked about it, and, and it came to you know last year in the playoffs, it, it felt mm -hmm. the same way, where it was like, okay, Chelsea Gray is just deciding to win this game, and it's so impressive for her to have that complete command yes. of not only her game, but the entire team and frankly, the opponent as well. Yeah. She has the, everyone on a string, mm -hmm. whether you're on, whether you're playing with her or against her. And I just, you know, I'm, I've been so impressed. I was so impressed with her last year's playoffs. We saw playoff Chelsea Gray yes. in, in yesterday's game. Yes. And frankly, I think the aces, and, and let me know if you agree with this, the aces needed every single bit of it because the, on offense, Asia Wilson's still struggling to score. She had a much better game, much, much yeah. better shooting yeah. game. She was able to get to her spots a little bit more in this third matchup, but it's still a struggle. And like a lot of that happened because John Cole had that early foul trouble. But you look at the you look at the lineups, and it's like, yeah, of course Asia's gonna struggle. She's playing John Cole Jones and Brianna Stewart for 40 <laughs> minutes. Like, you know, of course she's got she's gonna have more struggles against this team than any other team in the league. So it has to have those players step up. I mean, the player who steps up the most, it seems, in this league, forget just for the aces, is Chelsea Gray. When you need it, she's got it. She got the triple-double in this game. I think it was every single bit of it was necessary. 13-point final score, again, not indicative of how close this game was. Yeah. She was just massive. Oh, also, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Sorry, oh, I, I forgot. No, so I, think, I think in this game, yeah. a couple of those early fouls, maybe I'm conflating games. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, the couple of those early fouls on John Quell yeah. were illegal screens. Yeah. And they were illegal screens because the guard went too early. Don't get me started. 
I want to get you started. <laughs> Just like, I, you know, how frustrating is that? You talked about the mental aspect of change. Like how frustrating is that from a team perspective where it's like, neither of us, like the, the player got the foul call, didn't do anything wrong. It was a timing issue. Yeah. First of all, um, you know, I have PTSD for um, having fouled out on a situation like that in college. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got yelled at for, anyway, but uh, you know, as neither here nor there, but I guess it's here and there. But when you talk about the timing and, you know, the guard waiting mm -hmm. for you to establish your position as a screener, just wait one beat, man. Cause now I got to go out, I have five fouls anyway. And then Chuck had to go out only played eight minutes in the first half because mm -hmm. you can't time that out. Time that out better, baby. Time it out better. But yeah, but it's it's unfortunate. And they were legit calls, and that was yeah. the proper call. I mean, and I know you know back and forth on on whether or not those were legit, but it was timing, you know. And you know, I've obviously you know I just said been a part of it. But when you have um, a player like John Quill Jones, whose presence is not on the floor, and like you said with Asia Wilson, just being able to find her niche, especially in mm -hmm. the second half, even when John Quill came back into the game, that's where she found her rhythm. They were running that high pick and roll at the nail extended mm -hmm. and they were opening up the floor for her. And she was able to get downhill with her strong hair, left hand and finish at the rim. So I just think that, you know, sometimes it doesn't all come together and it's not going to be, um, I guess, consistent throughout a game but when you find something that's successful stick with that hmm. right that kills me when you score like six or eight points in the same way the adjustments aren't being yeah. made or you've you've got your timing down pat and now you have new york in rotation like keep doing that yeah. right you're not gonna like you don't adjust like you keep you keep chopping until the defense makes an adjustment, right? Yeah. Like, hey, if we can get that, let's get it every single time. Like, yeah. we're going to go, we're going to go, right? Um, let's see what they do this time with it. And then once they make a change, then you adjust. But you don't ever stop chopping. And yeah. I think that's what um, got Las Vegas over the hump at the end of the game because they were able to get the, the spacing that they wanted. They were able to mm -hmm. get the attack points. Um, you know, the point of attacks offensively out of the high ball screen action with Gray and Wilson. And I just think it, it just made a huge difference for them. Um, you know, I for New York, I just think that Stewie didn't get in into that kind of rhythm, right? Yeah. What happened with Stewie's rhythm, do you think, offensively? And, and how did Las Vegas disrupt it in your mind? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, John Quell's early foul trouble. I mean, look, and you... you <laughs> It's great to have those two players together. There's yeah. just no question, especially with John Quell now being, you know, fully go. I think she's the type of player who works her way into the season. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. I mean, we've seen we've seen on the men's side, Nicole Jokic win like two MVPs <laughs> doing that. So no shade on that back. I'm just saying. So now when she's now in full condition, she's fully ready. She's fully ready. Uh, she's fully engaged in the offense. She understands that they're yeah. playing. They have some rhythm. But when you take that out, well, now suddenly you're in a situation that I think the Aces were kind of in in the past few games against the Liberty where Asia struggled because she didn't have a, a partner to take away that, that helper. 
you know? So, so True. when you have, when Asia was struggling, it's really because she had one of those two players on her, usually John Quell, and then Brianna would come and help. And so right. now we have two huge players who can bother her shot. There's not many players who can bother Asia Wilson's no. shot. You have two of them on this team and they're both coming to her. And then there's not the player on the other side for the aces yeah. in Kia Stokes, for example, that can really punish you offensively. Like she's not, she's just not that type of player offensively. Mm-hmm. I think for eight on the aces side of things, bringing in Kirsten Bell was a huge change. I think Alicia Clark also playing well was a huge change. No coincidence that this game for them, this win yeah. for them game yeah. when they had their best three point shooting night against the Liberty, not a coincidence there, obviously, but for the for the other side for the liberty if your offense is in rhythm and then you have a disruption like one of those players getting taken out well guess what now asia can kind of key in way more on brianna there's a lot more help coming to brianna True. and now there's a player on the court that at least the, the aces can feel somewhat comfortable helping off of yeah and there's not that that also there's not that offensive rebounding threat that you have with john Quill. so it, it's just Honestly, it was just a flip of the switch from what happened in those first two games where it was like, wow, the Aces really can't get Asia going because there's so much help coming to her and there's not a release valve for that help. Mm-hmm. The Liberty had that same problem. And I think the Aces found a release valve. That's okay. I am not sure how much you want to rely on, you know, Bell or Clark at the four. I think you're going to still need to find some other stuff. And they did. I want to talk a little bit about what they ran for Asia. Right. But I definitely think that the Liberty struggled because they had found the rhythm in the past yeah. few games, past few weeks, past, like past month. Yeah. With those four. And then, and then when John Quell went out, it just completely changed what, what they had to do against this team. Yeah, no doubt. I, I you know, I, I agree a hundred percent. And especially with, you know, Candace Parker being out, mm-hmm. you know, I think they totally miss her presence, not just offensively, yeah. but on defense. Huge huge um and who knows like i don't know what her timetable is it's kind of been quiet in in terms of you know whether she's gonna be back possibly for postseason but you know i think she really made a difference for them at the beginning of this season on the defensive side and no shade to candace because we all know what candace can do on offense so i'm not saying that i'm just talking about defensive matchup wise you know she really changed the dynamic for las vegas in that way, bringing another six, four body, another rebounder, another smart, uh, tactically sound defender um, mm-hmm. who's going to communicate. Right. Um, who has experience clearly with uh, championships under her belt. Like they're missing that. Right. But even with that, OK, they were able to, I I think, be in better defensive um mindset or better defensive rhythm um, they're on the they're on the string more they're on the string more um on defense and i just don't think they had that in the previous two games and maybe they had it a couple times but it was not a consistent situation on the defensive end for for las vegas um and i think they were talking about that on the broadcast they said um i think becky hammond had said after the commissioner's cup game that she thought hey they did okay on defense and carolyn peck said i really don't think they did do a good job on the defensive end um, in that game on a consistent basis. And I think, you know, I think they've found their rhythm now defensively without a presence like Candace Parker out there to get the job done and win. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it made a big difference for them to figure that out. 
Like they had to figure that out. Well, look, missing Candace. I mean, it's been one. I, I think we haven't talked about it enough, frankly, no. because this team was just so good. God. When she after she went out, that it kind of felt like, okay, why are we gonna why are we gonna bring up this this negative past the point yeah. of we want to see Candace Parker play? Now <laughs> I think in these three games, it, it's really revealed how yeah. much this team misses Candace Parker. Yeah. And, and you know, you want to oh. go read my article, ballandorder.substack.com. Um, I talked about how the Liberty use what's called pistol action. It's just like a three yeah. a three person action at the top in early offense. And what they were doing was basically involving Asia in those actions and pushing the help to the far weak side. You know, they put mm-hmm. Stokes on the weak side or whoever was in that position. They put the other helpers on the weak side. And then it becomes just too hard for a player like Kia Stokes, who doesn't have the foot speed, who doesn't have the recognition, who doesn't, I mean, it's hard to be as great as Candace Parker. Like, you know, so there's not shade to Kia Stokes. It's just like, well, we're replacing, we're replacing a Hall of Famer with someone who's not a Hall of Famer. Um, and so if they have Candace Parker in those situations, those baskets are very difficult to come by for, for New York. Right. Without Candace, comes a lot easier to get into the paint, especially with Asia covering oh. Brianna. Yeah. Hey, do you have your do you have your coach's board, your whiteboard to draw that on up for us? Is it close yeah. by? Show um, us that pistol action because I think, you know, a lot of people, I mean, they they hear what you're saying and I hear what you're saying and I love it and I get it. And in my head, I had my whiteboard going. I think it would be kind of cool just to show. I think it would be kind of cool just to show, like, what it looked like. It's not too far away. Where do you have to go? I couldn't find a marker. Oh, there you are. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We could do it on the half court. It would be easier. Actually, no. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Get the board out. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. We got the – oh, iPods. I'll just do it on the board. Okay. Do it on the board, Gabe. We'll yeah, I just think it'll be cool just to see. You know? Okay, so let's say so. This isn't remember that this is an early offense. So yeah. early offense, it, there's transition. Obviously, everyone knows the transition. As you're on the break, you have an odd man. You have a three on two advantage. You have a two on one advantage. Or whatever. You have an advantage in transition. Yeah. In early offense, you don't have the man. You know, you don't have the the person advantage. So you don't have a yeah. person advantage. What you have is a speed advantage. You're coming down. The defense is getting set, right? Right. So let me, I have to draw it like this. Yeah. Um, Come on. So we got, we'll take, uh, this will be, we'll say this is, this will be Sabrina SI. Who we need to talk about her shoes being stolen too, by the way. I know. But she had 22 points. So I was like, well, you know. They shipped in some uh, insoles. She's good. Uh, So then we got, this will be Asia. I'm going to make the defense X's because if not, it's just not going to work. Yeah. No, um, and then we have really, Najelani here. I think it really worked well for them, though. You know what I mean? The shoes? Spread. spread. Oh, spread, spread on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, this isn't like a groundbreaking concept or anything, but no, it really works out because of what the situation yeah. is for the uh, aces right now. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Here's a basic setup for a pistol action. Okay, here we go. Yep, over in there. Okay, so we got uh, Courtney Vandersloot up here. Mm-hmm. We have Sabrina Nescu here. We have Brianna Stewart right here. Man, this is hard. All right, so now we have these three running an action. Here, all right, I'll do one. I'll, I'll do the main one that they did, which is called 21 dribble. And then... So basic here we go. pistol action. We're going to yeah. have the guard that is already down setting the screen. So she's going to step up 
uh, Sabrina Nescu into that screen for Courtney Vanderson. Courtney Vanderson right. is going to dribble to the baseline. We have Brianna Stewart setting a fade screen for uh, Sabrina Nescu. So yep. now what has to happen, obviously, you have one of the best three-point shooters in the world right here in Sabrina Nescu. You got to follow her off the screen. Got to. Have to. Got to. Secondary problem, though, is that usually she, one of these two players is going to be covered by Kelsey Plum, who is mm-hmm. too small to even think about switching on to Brianna Stewart. Can't. So uh, Asia Wilson is going to have to cover Brianna Stewart, period. She yeah. cannot. She can't That's... really even hedge. No. She can't help because Courtney Vandersloot's too good at getting her the ball. Yeah. There's just too much, too many responsibilities to expect Asia to help with this player coming off the fade. Right. And to, or to expect her to help with the player going to the rim, which would be Courtney Vandersloot in the situations of Brionescu on the other side. Right. So these two guards right here, which is usually, you know, we'll say this is Kelsey Plum and this is Jackie Young, have to handle it. Right. Problem for Kelsey. She's too small also to contend with Sabrina in the in the uh, post. Yeah. And it's just a little difficult for her to be able to contest those shots. So now the person who has to help is right here. So if if this player, if uh, Courtney Vandersloot is going to go to the rim here, mm-hmm. the player that has to help really, because this player is going to be Alicia Clark, who Alicia's great, she's got many skills. Rim protection is not one of them. She doesn't get up that high. So the player the player is going to have to help the rim is here and that would be kia stokes yeah if it's candace parker it becomes a lot easier because candace can set up somewhere around here mm-hmm. and candace can get out to that shooter there yeah and can get back to the rim from there candace can probably do both those things somehow and- because we've seen her do it yes. so it becomes it becomes a lot easier when that player is candace parker when yeah. that player is kia stokes who's good just not a hall of fame defensive player of the year uh level player becomes a lot harder because now she can't help here. She has to be focused on the rim. Right. She's going to have to cut the uh, take these two players. And now it's like, okay, we go to the rim. Stokes has to help. Now yeah. we have John Cole come in for the offensive rebound or a little dish. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to help. Now, you know, we want help here because Sabrina's coming off the screen unimpeded. Well, if she leaves, it's an easy pass to the rim again. So it's just, this is just one example. And I'll, I'll I, I can like, Tweet, I'll tweet out the whole article that I wrote. Yes, please do. It has way better diagrams. I'm Retweet. sorry about this. But like, <laughs> no, it's really good. I think people need to see it. Like, just put eyes on what yeah, they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think spread, it's good. You want to spread the floor mm-hmm. with the actions involving the best defender, which Absolutely. is Asia Wilson. Absolutely. And it's something that I think a lot of teams can take. The issue is every team, other than the Liberty, is going to have someone that you're comfortable leaving. Yeah. Because these two players in Benajelani and John Quill Jones, you're not comfortable leaving them. Right. For the offensive rebounding threat for the cutting threat from Benajelani, you're really not comfortable in that situation. Le- you know, early helping, doing anything like that, because these two guards on the other side are also extremely good at finding players that are open. And I haven't even gotten to the point of Brianna Stewart. Like, if something happens here where Asia feels like she needs to go help, it's easy two points every time for Brianna Stewart. Every time. And then you're letting her get going, and then it goes downhill from there. So that sort of spread idea, and Pistol is just one of the many ways that Sandy Brondello did this, to get space in the middle of the floor and put pressure on the help side. Yeah. It's just going to work really, really well. Now, in this last game, I think Kirsten Bell did a great job helping. She did. And I think without John Quell, it became so much easier for the Mm -hmm. Aces to defend. Yeah, I agree with that. And and Bell came in and had some quality minutes, and that's been something too. 
Uh, bravo for that, by the way. <laughs> bravo. I have a picture. Hold on. I have a picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it up here. I like it. Uh, but Bell, I mean, you know, everyone's been talking about, hey, the bench for the Aces, man. They only had two points in that Commissioner's Cup game. Like, they need more production. And, you know, is depth going to be something moving forward for them in the absence, obviously, of a player like Candace Parker? But the players who do come off the bench, they got to get some, they got to manufacture some offense, right? And I think they did a much better, oh, excuse me, they did a much better job of that um, in the game last night. And I think when when you can have a, a Bell come in, um, and KB just was, you know, she was an energy giver on defense, like the way she was scrambling on defense, it wasn't just like the offensive production that you're you're looking at. Uh, for the bench it's like who can come in and, and be consistent on the defensive end and play the game the right way and so I think she did that really well for um, Vegas last night it, it was huge it was just huge here mm-hmm. so this is a this is a much better draw mm. of what I'm trying what I'm trying to do I've been doing a lot with playbook <laughs> lately I That's, love that Let's I see. really love take a, draw, look. take a look at it Gabe so come I didn't I didn't put the defense here because the That's defense kind of changes yeah um but this is this is the play. This is pistol dribble. This is twenty one dribble. I mean, like, if you've watched an NBA game in the past seven years, if you watched a WNBA game in the past seven years, you've seen this play a lot. Yeah, this plays run. It, it's a very 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 common early offense set. But they scored like seven baskets. Yeah, on actions that involve this sort of trio here uh, mm-hmm. of this like triangle here between the one, the two, and the four. Yeah, I mean, you're like- pressure. You're putting pressure on the defense that way, right? Because of the spacing, and then now you have to make decisions, right? Are mm-hmm. you going to cross match? Are you going to switch? Are you going to cross match? And and you can't, right? Like, or you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, and and you can't. Like, if you yeah. want to, if you want to have success, like you, you shouldn't. So now you're applying pressure offensively in that pistol action, and I think you know that was that's something teams, like you said, may look at. To attack Las Vegas in that way, especially in the absence of Parker, right? Can I draw up someone else too? Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned he's I want to talk about Asia. Oh, he's got the bug, baby. Yeah. Let's see. Let's <laughs> he's see. got the I coach's guess. bug. Look at Gabe drawing down all on the board. Look at him. So I've been, I've been reading a lot of coaching books, getting ready for the season. And one I thing, I've, so I've been playing tennis too. Oh. So now I've been reading a tennis coaching book. Because I'm trying to help, you know, I'm trying to get better myself and trying to help my wife get better. I got to say, the coaching doesn't really change from tennis to back. I mean, obviously, really? the sports are different. I mean, but mentally. Like, the whole mental aspect's the same. Oh, yeah. And tennis players are psychos. I always say this about basketball players, too. But tennis players, they are, they are a, bre- a different breed. Why do you say that? Because it's individual. It's individual. You're out it's there on your pre- own. I mean, there's already a lot of pressure as a team player that you put on yourself to star in your role, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just you on an island with tennis, so or you mm-hmm. and your doubles partner, whoever. Doubles is easier. Doubles yeah. is easier, but man, you got you got to be. It, it's on just, I step. think it's really tough mentally. Got to be on your stuff. So, Chris, I'm gonna draw us up, and I want to know how many times you ran this play because this is old school. And I loved oh. it. Let um, me see. So I'm excited I, now. Let's go. X's and O's. So stagger uh the stagger pin. Okay. Stagger pin down. So that is like ubiquitous. Yes. In, in every level of basketball now. Yeah. With the two two people setting a screen for a guard in the corner. 
from oh, we three. Right. Horns, we call it horns down. Horns down. You got horns down. Else so, some people call it horns down. Some people call it zoom. Some people call it stagger. Some people call it, uh, I forgot, like double. Like there's a million names for this. But yeah. the original version of this play, mm -hmm. actually, I think it comes from like the 1980s, 1970s. And oh, she wow. run for a big from the post. So instead of Asia Wilson starting out in the corner, ah. we got Asia Wilson starting out in the short corner. Uh-huh. Okay. And she's coming up off these two screens and curling down. And that was huge, yeah. huge in this game to get her buckets because, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a lot of games, Asia's just going to be able to post up whoever she's got. Yeah. Not against the Liberty. So she's to get her off two screens mm -hmm. in a position where the defense is very concerned yeah. with her where she's starting the play. Yeah. Massive, massive to make make the defense have to navigate through these screens. So you're going to send, let's say it was Steph Dolson a couple of times. Steph Dolson's going to struggle to get both, through both those screens. So yeah. do you drop her back? No, because Asia loves hitting that nail jumper. Yeah. So now it becomes, it's the same sort of deal, but it's, it's the opposite almost. Yeah. You're contracting the space between right. your normal offensive sets rather than spreading it out, which was what the Liberty wanted. For the Aces, they wanted to contract it. So now there's less space, but it gets Asia to the spots that she most wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so you ran this play. Say what? Did you, you ran this play a stack? A, a Not for stagger. the post, though. We, we didn't oh, invert really? our horn stuff too much. Um, oh. You know, to put the post in, in the pinch post dunker spot. Oh, I was talking about you. Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't run that. <laughs> no, as a Chrissy coach, just got the ball. Chrissy's play was. I just hey, it's like hey, give me the hey. ball. And I was hand. Like, oh, just joking. Am I joking? Anyway, I was much more humble when I was a player, but now that I'm done, it's like I have all this mouth. It's whatever. Um, but anywho, but as a coach though, I mean, you can invert horns, and I think we did that a couple times. Um, you know, we had um, Abby Rendell played at uh, William & Mary, Princess Aguirre played at UPenn, and Bree, you yeah. know, currently at Georgetown. So it's like we had some post players who could make that mid-range shot, right? Yeah. But could also get loose and were much better. All three of them, those three that I just named, were, were much better at, um, you know, moving off the ball or coming off of a pin down or, or getting a screen away because it's tougher to double, right? Mm -hmm. And they were able to put the ball on the ground one or two times if they had to to get to the to the uh, to the cup. So, I just think that when they ran that for for Asia, you know, again, it's applying pressure mm -hmm. <laughs> on the defense to make quick decisions. And you know, the fact that Asia has like, first of all, a Birkin bag, a Louis bag, like. <laughs> Oh, these bags, man, Gucci. Like she can dig down deep into each one of those babies and and come up with something. Okay, the one move she missed the shot though, but there was that one move, and I think you know what I'm talking about. She came, she was on the right side and kind of spun around, and I was just like, I think I was holding my whole face, but she missed it. But then she followed it up on the left side and yeah, got, yeah, got yeah, her. I know what you're talking about. Right. What? was that move like i want to go back just to see her footwork on that initial move like she has so much oh, i don't know she has so much in terms of her repertoire in, in the paint um and her footwork is crazy so when you put her in a position to come off screens 
and make a read. She's so smart, you know, because she has so many different uh, options, right? To go through in her skill set. She's like, okay, the defense goes here. I have like five things I can do here to attack still. And if they do this, I have five other things that I can do still to, you know, take advantage of the situation. So, I mean, I think, like you said, to contract uh, the defense that way, but also to allow Asia to be creative, which she is a master at, okay? Allow her to be creative on the catch, but free her a path first so she doesn't have to. I mean, that's the worst thing is to sit on the block and have somebody in your neck and your back and just trying to get the ball and you're trying to make sure they get the entry pass at the right angle. Bump that. We're going to go ahead and get you a screen. You come off clean and now make a choice. And I think when it's like that, I mean, I think that's when Asia's at her best. And that, again, is why she got going there in the second half, because they freed her up in that way to make reads and react off of where the defense was. So, I mean, kudos to Becky Hammond and, and the team, you know, for setting her up in that way, right? Oh, wait, you're muted somehow. Wait, why are you muted? I'm muted. Okay, I believe I found it. You said again. Say it again. I believe I found both the plays that we were talking about. Let me see. Uh, got to turn the volume down. That's why I was muted. Oh, okay. okay. So, so that there's her. Okay, that's the move that she did. Oh, let me see that move because they didn't show it again. I don't think. Because I wanted to replay. Me. That's when I would have been in the headset. Like replay that <laughs> just for the footwork. All right. Let me see if I can actually. I'm not sure. Okay. YouTube, don't get mad at me. Just tell me. I'll take it off. Okay? I don't get mad at people. Don't get mad at me. I get disappointed. <laughs> but not don't get mad. mad at me. They got they got super mad at me last time. Uh oh. Well, it was a live video. And we can't. Okay. So, here we go. Here Let we me go. see that bad boy. Let me see that bad boy because she went to work. It's a barbecue chicken alert. Where is she? <laughs> uh, she's right here. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. She has a ball. We have Steph Dolson trying to force her over her left shoulder, um, which is kind of some or yeah, right, turning left. Yeah, so forcing her over her left shoulder. That's the scouting report. Uh, Asia says I'm not with it. So, uh, boom. Look at this. Oh! Come on, man. Come on, Asia. You better look at her. Do it again. Yes, for the replay. Mm, come here. Mm, got him. But mm. she got, got her own, and then put it back. I'm like, I'll take that. Listen, I'll take that. Okay. The beginning. Yes, game. <laughs> I can watch this. You're not edifying my my love of the game right now. Edify me. Chris, Let's Chrissy, go. Tell, uh, you know, yeah, I saw you coaching up. I, I saw you coaching up those UA elite players. Tell, tell me, tell them what uh, Asia did right here on I'm this on this play where she's. And if you're an audio only person, I think you're gonna get something from this. So don't don't just like tune out because we're talking about video. This is a play that you can find. It's at 6:16 in the second quarter between the Aces and Liberty um, on the 17th of August. So if that's where you're listed, you can find this play. But um, here, here's the video. So tell me what she does right on this first on this first initial move. Where okay, she... all right. When she catches it, first of all, she squares up, right? And that's when you can freeze. Look, freeze the defense right there. And then now she's going to step off. Now she's got a single coverage situation. Initially, there was a shade of a double. Mm -hmm. The double went away to the weak side because they didn't want to drop off for an easy layup on the weak side. So they went over there. So now she's like, all right, bet. I have one player to beat right now. 
and watch her footwork. So she squared up. So now she's surveying. Now her eyes are like, how many eyes do spiders have? Eight of them. Like yeah. she had all those activated. So she could see everything, where the defense was, where her teammates are, but most importantly, the primary defender. What do you and think about this uh, ball right placement here. here? Oh, I love it. She's, she's got it chinned. She's got it chinned. And, and she's showing it. already here. So you've done half the work. As a post player, you've done half the work. You get the ball to your chin. Now all you have to do is go up from there, right? You have you it down it. here. You mess around with the littles. Well, you, I'm trying you, to mess you, around with the littles. You see a lot of bigs hold it down low or they put it too far out. Out. You can't. You got to chin it, but you can show it and protect sure. it, right? Yeah. Show and protect. Show and protect. Get the elbow. Got that Nobody elbow. wants to feel that. Nobody wants to feel that elbow, Gabe. Okay. You got to show it. You can show it. You can show it. You only have to throw it. You don't throw it. Show it. Don't throw it. <laughs> I tell your kids that I like that. Oh, I still have the bars, honey. Yes. Oh, Look. The step through. <laughs> the step through. And the step through was the work right there. Look at her feet. Right? There's nothing you can do. Like, and I love Steph Dolson. That's my baby. Listen. Good defense. But there was nothing she could do because she squared her up and faced her and then attacked her and got to her hip. It's much like um, what a guard would do on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of driving and protecting the ball and going, right? You want to attack the hip, make them open their hips up, right? And then attack that leg. That's just what guards do when they drive, okay? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what she did, but now she's down there in the, in the trenches, down in the restricted area. She squared up. She saw she was single covered because defense dropped off to the weak side. And now she's got the primary defender and I got you squared up and my left foot's my pivot foot. So I can just take my right leg and just drop it right in front of you and mm -hmm. get to my strong hand. And I mean, she just missed that first shot, unfortunately, because that would have been on her highlight reel, like a career highlight reel. But <laughs> like that was a lot of these. one on one of the paint. What? She's got a lot of these, these uh, up and unders. Just, just, um, I love it. But that's what you do. That's that's why you sell it. That's why you sell the fake, but that's why you freeze them, right? To create an avenue to attack. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be at the high post to do that. Like you don't need a lane. Like you just need a crevice, like a pizza slice, like a pie shape. Like you just need to get right where you want to get to, but you have to set the defense up and you have to move them because they're going to be baited by seeing the basketball, right? Mm -hmm. So you're already at, at their mercy, if I'm guarding Asia Wilson right there and she squares me up, I'm like, man, she's got 10 choices right now because she squared me up in this small space and I'm done because I'm behind her. But now she's, she squared me up. So now I'm like, I'm in like, what you're going to do mode <laughs> as a defender. Well, she's quicker than you. She's stronger than you. She's <laughs> yeah. longer than you. Like it's, it's just so tough when she gets to that point. Especially, especially like Steph was. Steph wasn't between yeah. her and the basket. No, she couldn't get there in time. No. She so once over. you feel that as a big, it becomes so easy to then face up and get to wherever you want, like you're saying. And yeah. then the other thing here, last thing I want to point out, body control. Don't just shoot the shot and fall down or like run. You know, continue momentum. No, stop. Make sure that thing goes in, and then make some contact with somebody if it doesn't, yeah. because that's that's the name of the game. You got if you're down here. You're going to get some contact. You got to finish. Yeah. I love that from, I love, love, love that from Asia. That, that was I mean, my favorite move of the night. I don't care if she missed the first one. Listen, I, I was like, I lost my mind. I was probably yelling out loud. Like 
I, you know, I just have a time with these late night hoops, like these West Coast games. But I was just like, oh my God. Like, the just, and stuff. did it so decisively too. Oh, what's this one? I love this. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we again, if, we, if, we, if YouTube doesn't get mad, we could do this a little more. Um, but this is the play I was talking about. So the, the okay. uh, I don't know, we can call it a short corner, short corner okay. stagger. Oh, um, okay. Big zoom, big zoom. So we have the, we have the plague dance up here. We have Brianna Stewart on Asia Wilson. She's actually a little bit deeper on this one. There's yeah. another one where she scored on where it's a little bit, uh, she's a little bit more shallow here in the short corner. But we have Brianna Stewart on Asia Wilson. That's not what we wanted for the aces. What we want is Steph Dolson on Asia yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Um, and then we have Courtney Vandersloot here and we know Courtney Vandersloot is not going to be helping Asia. Uh, She's not cross-matching that. That's not what you want. That You know they're trying to avoid. So now here we have Asia coming over these screens, over the double yeah. screens, over the pen, uh, staggers, the zooms, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Everyone has a yeah. word for it. And now we have her coming through, and we see uh, Steph Dolson kind of in, in a bad spot. She yeah. needs to either be more sort towards the middle of the court or more towards yeah. her assignment because that's a really good three-point shooter. And both these players, in right. Plum and uh, Alicia Clark, are really good three-point shooters, which makes this play work. That's why right. defense is so concerned about it. So now, basically, at Liberty, have a decision of, are we going to leave one of these three-point shooters open? Are we going to have Brianna just try to trail this and, and somehow uh, get to Asia before she gets to her spot? Or are we going to have Steph Dolson try to step in and stop Asia on the move? Right. All three are not great options, is the point. No. And uh, they do none of them. <laughs> No, nah, right? that's why this is what happens, right? Like, they got more paint points, and that was that was the killer too. It wasn't it twenty six to sixteen yeah. or some twenty eight to sixteen paint points for the Aces uh, yesterday. Okay. I can grab that stat. Yeah, uh, I think I, I believe it was though, and this was a huge play. I mean, you look at the score; it's sixty four, sixty eight. This was a part. It was a big, big, um, big run here yeah. for for uh, the Aces to get big ahead. Point. Points in the paint yesterday were 32-18. Ah, 32-18. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I mean, how there there has not in the in the first two games, Asia Wilson not caught the ball this open at yeah. any point. Yeah. And you gotta shout you gotta shout out the amazing screen from Kelsey Plum. Yeah. Really good screener. Really good really moving good. screener. <laughs> dear to my heart as a Miami Heat fan. Um <laughs> but there's not that many touches that, that Asia has gotten unimpeded in these games. Yeah. And so I just think they did a great job, uh, both strategy-wise, effort-wise. Everything for the Aces was was much better in that third game. Um, yeah. We should probably talk about something else. Yeah, um, oh, we can. I mean, I just, I mean, I was so entrenched in it. Because it was, it was such a chess match, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think it has heavy playoff implications, so we hope. Because I just, I love that. You know, with Sandy Brondello having played in the league and then Becky Hammond playing in the league. And then now they have their own teams. There's just so many layers to the intrigue of it all. So, yes, we can talk about other things, but we, we I should. get caught up. You know, I get caught up. I mean, I love it. Well, I, I think we're going to be talking about this game. And I mean, this matchup yeah. as the finals matchup. I just think these two teams are, yeah. you know, far and away the best teams. And that's mm -hmm. not to make shade at anybody else. I mean, look, just like you look at the let's just forget the bigs for a second. No. Forget the three, the <laughs> okay. three, possibly the three best bigs in this game, are, are on two teams with Asia, J John Quella, and Brianna Stewart. Yeah, three best, three best bigs in the game. I think True. there's a pretty good argument to make for that. Let's look at the guards. There are between four and six starting point guards. Yeah, in this, in these, in these two teams. Yeah, you have Chelsea Gray, 
You have Kelsey Plum. Um, you have Courtney Vandersloot. You have Sabrina Nescu. I'm gonna throw in Jackie Young. I know I people. Jackie Jackie's best as a shooting guard. She played. She start as a point yeah. guard for a lot of teams. Yeah, she's. she's and Marine Johannes. She could start for a lot of teams at point guard. Come on with her. How about her? Her jumper. Listen, it's so unorthodox, but it's all about the wrist. Like her feet aren't even square to the rim, <laughs> and that that little see the little bounce in the wrist is still you know. Her wrist work is phenomenal, and she mm -hmm. knocks in those shots. What did she hit four of them in the in the um, commissioner's cup? Yeah, like she got loose. Cup. She had a huge game. She had a huge. She said she was excited. That's why I saw the pressure. Six of, six of eight, five of seven from three. Five of them. Come on, dude. Yeah, but it, I mean, she doesn't need any time, man. You hiccup, and that thing is in the air. Like, forget about it. You turn your head. It's already. She's already up. So, I don't know. Mm. She's. Uh, She's like that. But yeah, you can throw her in there too. <laughs> but the so, guards yeah, I, were phenomenal. But Chelsea Gray, man, I'm sorry. Like, actually, I'm not sorry. She's she's the best point guard in the league, period. Yeah. And I'm just I and you know I don't say you know how hard it is for me to decipher and choose. Like I'm always last to order at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like it's always something like, oh, I don't know. Like, listen, she is flat out the best point guard in the league because not only does she have the triple double? But she sets her teammates up every single time. And I think Sandy Brondello, I listened to the presser last night because I couldn't mm -hmm. go to sleep. So I was listening to the uh, Becky Hammond. I was listening to the uh, Vegas Aces presser. And she said, um, you know, after that Commissioner's Cup game, that Gray got in the film room and was like breaking stuff down. She's like, she's such a student of the game. She's a savant that way. She's a guru as the point guard of this team. So she took ownership. And I thought there was a clip last night too. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. No, and then no, we no. can move on. But I have to say this because at the end of the Commissioner's Cup game, um, New York was up 20 or whatever, 18. And they shot the three mm -hmm. at the end of the game. Didn't need to. That's when you hold it. And let the buzzer go off. I don't care if you just got in, right? <clears throat> it's it's the integrity of that moment. Okay. So Chelsea had the ball with the clock going down. They were up by 13 that they won by. And she was like, should I shoot it? She was like, pump faking, should I shoot it? She was like, that's what they did. And I was like, but she didn't do it. And they know it was harder not to, because that's what New York did, you know in that game and it was someone who had hadn't played all game and they came off the bench and they wanted to get their name in the paper or whatever that's i, 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 I remember watching that and like the name of the paper i, I, free, I, I don't even remember who i think it was jocelyn i think it was jocelyn Willoughby. I, I think she was yeah. just like i'm either gonna get a shot clock violation or i'm gonna she shot it from like 40 feet and she's never made that shot no so. but she shot it that's my thing if i'm coaching if you're coaching your kid does that you're up by what would you say to them i don't know I mean, we had a lot of coaches do that thought. We had we had a we had a couple uh incidents like that initiated by the yeah. other team's coaches. Oh. I'm not gonna talk about because it made me real mad. Oh um, that's see? It's the yeah, we had a coach all right. We had a coach, we were down by 25. We had yeah. a coach call a timeout with one second left. Come on. So I don't get that mad about players doing it because they're players. Yeah. But like, yes, as a professional, yeah, as a professional, you should understand. Yeah. I I, I didn't like love it. it. Love it. <laughs> you know, find something, find something to hate about your opponent. Yeah. Find something about him. Chelsea like, did. Right? Chelsea like, did. And that fueled her. And that fueled her last year in the second half of the year when she didn't make yeah. the All-Star. 
right? She set, she she sets the tone. I think that, yeah. you know, to your point of, of, of everything she does for this team, yeah. she sets the tone of how they play. If she is in that attack mode in that I'm going to shoot it. If there's a late clock, if there's a, a, sh- a late shot clock opportunity, I'm going to make it like she just sets that tone every single game. She does. And it, yeah. it you know, she found something that uh, she, she has to play like that. Just to be honest, yeah. there's have to be a triple double every game. She's going to need to play that very aggressive style to beat the yeah. Liberty. And, and I think this just was huge. I think these, these three games for both teams, I think are going to make them, it's going to make it an even more interesting matchup if they yeah. meet in the finals oh, because no, no, they no, no. learn so much about each other. And like, you know, I, there's so much that we, we can talk at like the structural issues between like, you know, what, what can the aces change? What can the Liberty change? I think right. we're going to have, hopefully, hopefully we have all those discussions yeah. come playoff time because this is, I just like, this is so interesting. And that's why we talked about it for 46 minutes. It's like, I can't believe so this. fascinating to see these teams play three times so close together. Yeah, no, I can't believe we've talked about them that long, but in a way I can because it was oh, yeah. so intriguing. It was so much fun to watch, but yeah, and I know this is, and I said the last thing, that was the last thing. I was the, la- the actual last thing, though. The actual last thing. Some, uh, you know, the coaching never goes away. It's always like, one more time, one more time, one more time. I always do that um, as a coach too. But look, when you have Chelsea Gray say that I could hear my wife telling me that I needed a rebound more, and so I, I got in there and got to the glass a little bit more. That's how I got the triple double. So kudos to Wifey for, you know, applying that pressure and, you know, making her uh, stay focused to the to the glass work. Okay. <laughs> I happy, love that. Happy wife, happy that life. Like, right? Say it again. Say that again. Happy wife, happy life. If, if, if A, if my wife told me to get rebounds, I'm going to get 20. There's truth to that. I and that's of course. There's truth to that. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about yeah. uh, moving on. What other? Uh, there's other teams in this league, right? Um, yeah. There's other teams in this league. How about how about the one that we um, get a very intimate view here, both covering the Mystics in the Greater Washington area. Uh, let's talk about them because it's finally something good. Some good news. Oh my God, we have good news, Christy. What's the good news? The good news is. That Shakira Austin came back after missing mm-hmm. 16 games. She played in a game already. And hopefully she'll be able to play at Indiana tonight. Yeah. And Elena Deladon is listed as probable. She's had a couple of full contact practices under her mm-hmm. belt. Same with Ariel Atkins. A couple of full contact practices for her. Tolliver's moving ahead uh, and getting closer. But I think she's the furthest of the three who are still out um, to get back to the floor. So... Man, listen, if everything, everything to me feels just like this could be perfect timing for Washington to get all of the pieces of the puzzle back in the box, honey. And now they can make this strong push uh, for the playoff, you know, not just for the playoffs, but positioning in the playoffs too. Um, but I think they've, they've really struggled, obviously, without Lena Deldon being on the floor. Um, she had those back-to-back ankle uh, situations or left ankle and then Ariel Atkins goes out oh, god and it was just like you can't make this stuff up man it was like dominoes were falling and I was like what is happening <laughs> you know I've never seen um, so many ankle and, and foot hip situations at all happen at once but I mean that's just what happens in sports but just with them coming back I think there's a, a heavy dose of promise 
and a heavy dose of experience with those two. I mean, they've won Olympic gold medals, Della Don and Atkins, and they're coming back into the fold. Obviously, winning a title in 2019, coming back into the fold with Cloud. And Sykes is playing her butt off right now. Slim is killing. I mean, she had Slim. 30 points in the last game. She went Look, nuts. I, she I was, was doing my... I was doing my awards um, just to, you know, just to give a, a, a run through of my awards. And, you know, I, I have Brittany up here for a lot of different things. Like I thought about her for defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah. I think I, she's currently my most improved, although there's like an argument that says she shouldn't get it, but whatever. Um, I also consider her for second team all WNBA. I didn't end up putting her on there, but I definitely consider her. And she's going to be on my all defense team when I do that mm -hmm. because, you know, she, she, you're right. This is the best basketball of her career. And, you know, it it's is. not in the situation that you thought it would be, okay. which is very interesting. Like she had to step up in this situation. She kind of has to play a little bit more like she had played in those past stops where it was, it was difficult for her to get this type of scoring, this kind of efficiency yeah. here in DC. She's really upped her game and played that role better and it hasn't led to wins because of all the injuries that you just mentioned but i think it's going to lead to wins when all these players come back like like you just said like right. slim playing this way tiana hawkins finding her rhythm say that now being a, a huge piece off the bench hopefully once everyone comes back yeah and then you have natasha cloud who's going to be put in the right positions finally for like the first time this season yeah. when all these players come back um on shakira though i did want to get your opinion of what you thought uh how she looked in her return Obviously, she had some really bright spots. Um, I, you know, I didn't see her like, didn't look like she was laboring at any point. No. It didn't look like she was, didn't look like there was an injury bothering her. I think she was no. a little bit out of condition because of course, yeah, like, missed like a month of basketball. Games, yeah. man. Like you're out of condition at that point. She'll get sure. back into that. And I think the other thing was uh, maybe mental or maybe it was physical of she just really didn't want to, you know, make contact. That was one thing I noticed. It was like really like on the rebounds instead of hitting and then going up, she just kind of went up and tried to grab it over people. So that sort of mental situation uh, seems or mental. I don't know. Maybe it is just a pain. And she's like, I don't want to hit it because it hurts right now. But those that's what I noticed from her return. What you what'd you see from her? Uh, I think you're spot on with it. And I think, you know, Ariel Atkins said as much after the last practice. Well, not yesterday, but the day before, um, you know, just trusting your body. Right. Like you've been cleared medically. The doctors say, hey, you're strong enough to go back out there. Everything is intact. You know, you pass all the tests to clear that threshold. But there's still that trust factor of your body. Yeah. Um, and for Ariel, obviously, it's her ankle. But for Shakira, you know, to be down there where you do get hit, and there are a lot of bumps and it is her hip. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe there was some kind of protective fortress that she was, yeah. you know, that she had yeah. created mentally. Um, and you have to break through that. And that's a process as well. I mean, she's only been back one game. Um, you know, she went through a practice and then didn't go through full um, the day after they had like a workout after that game on Sunday. But it wasn't like a full on practice, but she went through like a pretty rigorous work out but Eric Tebow said after the practice the other day too that you know we're just trying to give her body time to recover right even though she's been cleared there's still a recovery process to after a, a strong level of exertion hey let's see how the body responds to that right the game is one thing okay now let's just rev the body back up 
And then with that comes the mental processes of the trust. Yeah. And I think that's that's what you're seeing in her. But I mean, she had a great block. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a whole series. Like she got the block and then she came down and scored, I believe, yeah. or made a pass. It was a pass out of a double and dropped it over top. It was like perfectly placed. But then there were a couple turnovers that I think she was super excited, you know, and kind of like overthrew a couple. And she was kind of like, oh my God, I'm sorry. But I think, you know, she spoke to, um, you know, the first part of being injured, maybe the first five or six games, maybe more than that, but how mentally it was a struggle mm-hmm. for her to have the FOMO, right? The fear yeah. of missing out and like, I want to help the team. Um, but she said she had to go through that process. So I think at this point, is it's more than physical. It's like a mental process that she's in the thick of still. Right. And I think it's going to be the same for Ariel. I think it's going to be the same for Elena. And it's going to be the same for Christy Tolliver when she gets back on the floor. Yeah. You got well, to have- there's, there's other players too, in, in particular, uh, you know, when comparing them to Shakira, like they may have an easier path just because, man, Elena Deladon's come back from so many injuries. Like she understands the process. She understands, um, you know, how, how to manage that sort of feeling and, yeah. you know, towing that line. Um, now she hasn't, I don't, I actually don't remember if I can't remember it in the Landella ankle injury. Yeah, Deli, I don't think she's ever had one. I think this might be her oh, first ankle injury because, like, she's had bruises and broken nose, that everything else. Yeah, broken nose, shoulder. I think she suffered her shoulder one. She got a concussion. Yeah. She obviously she has Lyme disease, which is just like stunning that she, you know, yeah. that happened so soon in her, in her life and she's still been able to, um, you know, do so accomplish what she's accomplished. She's had the back injury, obviously. I'm not sure she's ever had an ankle, so. Um, but still, I think I think just like you know, Shakira being so young, there may be a, a longer you know runway for that, and hopefully, yeah, yeah. I think they, the Mystics are doing it right in slow playing and saying, okay, if you don't feel great, don't play, exactly. don't play now. You know, we have we're gonna we're gonna be in the playoffs. We think mm-hmm. like we will get there, so don't yep. don't push yourself and understand your body first before you start coming back. Um, the other thing I want to talk about though with Ariel mm-hmm. uh, is that she's locked in. Two more years in DC. Oh, no. Let's go. Big big extension. Uh, Howard McDell, the next reporting that's 200k each year. Um, so mm-hmm. nice, a nice bump, a nice bump for her. It's actually not the maximum she could have gotten, which like she definitely would have got the max from either yeah. the Mystics or a different team. So she's given up uh, a decent chunk of change to to stay here and lock in yeah. uh, with the Mystics, and I think that's a that's a great sign. And I just, yeah, I love Ariel. I, I wrote it. I wrote for Bullets Forever about this. Like, you just hear her talk, and it's like you it's, you would struggle to find people as smart, as kind, as direct, and as honest as her in any walk of life. Any, let alone basketball. And like, I just I'm just so impressed by her. Um, you know, she still has such a like infinite potential. Uh, I'm so mad that we didn't get to see. We haven't seen her as much this season as we'd like to. But man, just like yeah, great to have. It's- as a Mystics fan, she's not going to be a free agent. She will be the, the franchise cornerstone of this team going forward yep. is her and Shakira Austin. Those are the two franchise cornerstones whenever Elena uh, uh, hangs them up. Yeah. So having her locked in, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so excited for her. You know, seven, that's what I call her. You know, let's go seven. But it's the number of completion, and I've told her that as well. And I think for, for Ariel to be the leader – 
that she has been for this team in her absence physically on the floor, I think it only enhances what's going to happen for this organization, not just this season, but obviously moving forward. But for them to lock her in for the two years, I think that just speaks volumes to what they think about Ariel and and what they know she can do for this team and, and organization. And, and Ariel said it best. She said, you know, it's not just about the basketball. You yeah. know, she wants to be more involved in the community. Um, she wants to do whatever she can. And her rookie year, she was an old spirit. Like, I, I don't know. I'm a sense of feeler. Like, and sometimes I get it wrong. But most times I'm, I'm pretty good at feeling who people are for real. Because I've talked to a lot of athletes, right? Men, women, whatever. NBA, WNBA, mm -hmm. whatever. College. There's some things there's something different about a player who is humble, who makes their teammates better, who is selfless, but who does the work. She's okay, straight up, always yeah. going to respect a player who puts the work in and has earned it and, and knows that. And they know that they have to keep that going. Um, so I just have the utmost respect for people like that. But I've always said to her, even from her rookie season, as I was saying that, you know, she's an old soul. Like she's an old soul when it comes to, you know, just getting the work done, like put in the work. And and she knows that it, it pays off. And to continue to see that work pay off, I mean, it just enhances the the competitive fire that she possesses and she's not going to be the one always you know hitting her chest or doing whatever yeah. but she does get excited but she has that that inner fire about her that is contagious um and that calmness and composure and poise as well that speaks to her old soul that i was telling you about so i i'm just thrilled for her and thrilled for the community because i i want to see what she's going to do um you know she has her own merch line um, you know, that you can go on her Instagram and get it. I can't remember the website, but she just dropped another uh, shirt. Um, she had shorts on there, but now she has um, shirts and things. But, you know, she's just becoming this this powerful woman. And I think you really saw that evolve even more so um, when they were down in the bubble. Yeah. And she was kind of the voice for the team during that time. Um and I, I thought it was really magnificent to see her grow up in that moment. But then now to see her from those seeds that were planted in the bubble, you know, mm -hmm. become the leader she is today for the team and for her not only to be the leader, but for her to be rewarded yeah. <laughs> for uh, nurturing that competitive spirit that she possesses. So I, I'm just so thrilled for her. So let's go seven. <laughs> let's go. No, I, I think man. it's you. I love her. Yeah. And, and she's the exact, because of all those things, she's just a great player to build the franchise around. Absolutely. I think Eric Tebow said it really well. Yeah. Like she says what she does and she does what she says. Mm. You know, that's sort mm -hmm. of uh, the Greg Popovich idea of being over yourself. Yeah. That's who she is. And she's been that way since, like you mentioned, day one of being in the franchise. Uh, mm -hmm. She's made the all uh, an all defense team each of the last five years. Let's go. Um, yeah. It's like, it, she's just an elite guard in this league. So locking her up, mm -hmm. huge, huge, huge for this team. And it, it, the summer is going to be, I mean, sorry, this summer, this is the summer. This winter uh, is going to be huge for the Mystics because, uh, all right, Ariel Atkins is locked up. Awesome. Uh, Land Eldon's contract's up. Yeah. Natasha Cloud's contract's up. Yeah. 
then you only really have Britney Sykes and Mayshine Zion locked in next year. Like it, it's uh, could be a pivotal summer in yep. terms of this this franchise changing. Um, so getting Ariel locked in huge yeah. because, like I mentioned, she is the future. She is the person you're going to build around. She's going to be you know the star after after Della Don. Um, she's going to be the, the one. So it's huge, huge, huge for the organization. Really yeah. simplifies the summer for me as well. So now I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I, I was like, I, Ariel's not leaving. Were you like, getting nervous? Were you nervous? No, about I, in my mind, I was like, Ariel's not leaving, but I'm going to have to, if I if we have to talk about this in the winter, it's like, <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to at least like, you know, think about the possibility of her leaving. Well, I was like, she's not leaving. She's not that type. She's not that type. You know, and I loved it. She, she was like, I asked her, I was like, hey, why aren't you, uh, you know, why have you, she's never gone to free agency. She's yeah. like, signed an extension after a rookie contract, signs an extension now. I was like, why don't you uh, go? Why don't you go to free agency and see what people have to say? And she's like, I'm really simple in my decision-making. I, I like to make them on my own. So she was like, I made a pros and cons list. I figured out what the best situation was for me. And then we uh, hammered it out. And I was like, man, that is maturity because yes i gotta hear i gotta hear it's a fomo like i gotta hear what someone else has to say and now <laughs> you know and, and, but she's right it's like i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna i'm gonna do me yeah and be me and be true to who i am That's and right. you know forget about the rest even if it means you know slight slightly more money even if it means maybe a, a cool opportunity like no i want to be here yeah. where they're investing in me and i'm valued and all that so I love huge that. for her huge for the program uh they have the fever tonight Yes. On Ion. So that's Friday. Friday night. Sunday they got the wings. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. So Sunday they have the wings. And yes. that's the that that's a kind of a biggie here uh, in terms of the standings because the wings are at 16 and 14. They're fourth. The Mystics are seventh, but they're only two games behind the wings. Right. So, you know, yeah. if things go right uh, for the Mystics tonight, because let's say you Dallas is playing, Dallas is at uh, at Connecticut. Um, you know, they could be tied with the wings for fourth place and a bunch of other teams, but yeah. <laughs> like you could get back into that conversation of having home court, yeah, um, for at least the first round of the playoffs, which yeah. would be massive. So, um, I do want you know, the fever, I'm not really trying to ignore the fever, they're a good team, they're just not at the, at the top of the standings. And plus, it's a home game for us in DC. Yeah. So, Dallas, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about that uh, matchup between the Mystics or just like Dallas generally? Man, I think Dallas is a scary team right now, mm -hmm. right? I think they've moved up. Like, they were down in the doldrums at the beginning of the season yep. in terms of power rankings. They yep. were, like, 9, 10, like, mm -hmm. around there. Like um, but the way that they have scratched and clawed their way to the top four at this juncture has been magnificent. And, and the way that they've done it, okay, is with their defense. Yeah, I think their defense has – and I don't know what their defensive rating was last year – but they've blown the doors off of whatever it was because they they are just so much more intentional and disciplined on the defensive end. Um, you can tell they're more communicative on the defensive end, and I think that's made a world of difference. I think they've always had the ability to score the ball. I mean, we're talking about Enrique Gumbawale. We're talking about mm -hmm. Satu Sabli having one of the best years of her career um, on both sides, but in particular on the offensive end, um, and she's healthy. So they've always had the ability to score. OK, so let's not get that twisted. But defensively, they have presented themselves in such a way that they have been able to just stay on the grindstone and get their team to the top four. And, you know, they've just done it with toughness and grit. And, you know, you have to applaud their effort in that way. 
And and so to your point, the defensive rating, I want to go look it up. Last year, uh, about 104.2. This year is about two points less per 100 possessions. Okay. And, you know, you might be thinking at home, like, hey, that's not a big deal. Their net rating last year, I believe, was was near even, which means they, mm. you know, that's, that means you're that's same, giving up the same amount of points that you're, yeah. you're scoring, which means yeah. you're not doing that great. No. This year, they're about two points better than that rating, which means you're a little bit better of a team, which means you're two games above 500, which means you may have home court in the first round of playoffs. It means you're fourth right now. Huge, huge <laughs> stuff different. there. And I think Latricia Trammell deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. I will say the past 10 games or so, um, really since – so they went on this big run in July where they mm -hmm. win one, two, three, four, five games straight. Yes. A little bit of a struggle since then they're three and five um they beat washington by a lot they beat seattle uh so those those wins are like okay and then they lost to the to the kind of better teams they played in connecticut las vegas right. you know uh chicago twice and then lost to las vegas again then come back and beat connecticut so you know it, it kind of felt like hey right right near the all-star break and then you know post all-star break kind of felt like hey this team is figuring it out they're on that upward yeah. trajectory that we want to see them at Whereas yeah. in past years they've been up and down. Now they're back. They're a little bit back to the up and down area, and and it's to your point. The defense has failed them a little bit in these last few games. Now with that being said, they played really good offensive teams, right? So yeah, let's, let's put it in perspective. Yeah. But like, so. you know, when they're they have to figure out a way to beat those teams, frankly. Yeah, and they beat Connecticut, and that's a huge win. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem for a team like Dallas, in a way that's not a problem for a team like Washington, is we don't know what their ceiling is. So every yeah. time you see them lose to one of these, these top three teams, you're saying, well, can they really compete? Are they, are they for real? Well, we don't, it's hard to tell because we haven't seen them do it with Washington. If everyone comes back healthy, you know that this team can compete for a championship because basically yeah. this, this group has won a championship together. Right. So Dallas, I think that's the problem for me um, in terms of saying they're a contender. I want to see them do it more so against those top teams but they have a couple opportunities here uh, with Connecticut, maybe a healthy Washington team to prove that they are at that level. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can sustain their level of discipline on the defensive end. Like mm -hmm. you said, they won those five games, but then took a little bit of a you know detour with it. Um, but that's going to be their challenge. You know, can we be consistent with our defensive effort? Can we be consistent with getting buckets? Like, that, that's going to be the answer for them. But I think with Satu Sabli, I mean, I don't know if she's in, in on your list for most improved, but yeah. she's definitely on mine. I think just, the, uh, you know, the way that she's presented her consistent play this season, I think it's been really impressive to watch. But I think she's she's a, a matchup nightmare for teams, man, mm -hmm. with her ability to stretch the floor, three-level score, but also her defensive prowess. Like, she's a toughie on the defensive end, and I don't think she gets enough credit for that. Um, but this Dallas team, like I said, is going to be, it's going to be dangerous. Right. But I also think it's going to be a, a needle mover if Washington can get obviously the win in Indiana and then come home and, and take one at home against Dallas, because I think for Washington, they have a, a string of home games and they need to take mm -hmm. advantage of that. They also need to take advantage of being healthy again and finding that rhythm and chemistry. They have to redevelop that. All right. Yeah. You know, and I know I've said this before when they've had players come back into the fold. I, uh, how long is that going to take? Cause you don't know. And then they've snapped right back into form. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not really worried about that, but it is going to be intriguing to see how quickly they, they respond. But for Dallas, you know, they just have to stay on task. 
Um, but for Washington, it's a, it's a really opportune time for them to take advantage of a possible momentum swing as the playoffs are looming right ahead of us here. Look, we got we got one, two, three, four teams here between that have fourteen to sixteen wins. Oh and wow! Someone's going to need to separate themselves from that pack. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's got, it's got to happen. I mean, maybe it doesn't, but if you want to prove, if you want to say, if you really want to say to yourself as a team, we are good enough to make a run, which means yeah. we're good enough to hang with Connecticut, to hang with New York, to hang with Las Vegas. Yeah, you're going to separate yourselves from. You know the Dallas, Atlanta, Minnesota, Washington pack. You're gonna have to. Se- someone's gonna have to separate themselves and say, "Hey, we are the team that can compete." Yeah. I think a lot of people before the season were saying that was gonna be Washington. The injuries have derailed that a little bit. So it's can they get back? Can they get back to where they were before the injuries, like you're mentioning? But for Dallas, it's like, can they get back to that place where they're playing really strong defensively and against the best teams, not just the rest teams? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that's a great way to say that. <laughs> but I, I just like I'm 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 really stoked to see that uh that Dallas Washington matchup, and we're gonna see Atlanta and Minnesota also try to separate themselves. So, hey, and Chicago's looming. I don't, I don't want to dismiss Chicago. No, uh, I think Kalia Copper would would come and find me um, if yeah. I did that. So we're not, I'm not dismissing Chicago. I'm just saying that in that pack right there, someone's gonna have to come up and take that home spot in the first round, and yeah. Washington's hoping it's them. Dallas is hoping it's them. And I think if, you know, those two teams are pretty even, even with even, even without the injuries. I think you'd say those teams can put on a good show. So like, yeah. Sunday could be, and heck, Sunday could be a playoff preview. It four or five matchup. Yeah, four or five. You're right. You know, if, if things work out. So, yeah, you got you to gotta make make things happen. Can't wait for the last couple of games to try to mm-hmm. start making that, that move, right? The playoff push. But you know, again, Washington has a little stretch of games at home. They've been playing really well at home, not so much on the road. So that's that bodes well for Washington, right? And if they can steal a couple on the road, that, that'll help them out, obviously. But the game on Sunday, just to um, kind of mm-hmm. get off the, the tactical beat uh, for a moment, um, Sunday's game is the Mystics Hall of Fame game. And they are inducting... Uh, Nikki McCray Pinson. So um, she actually was made aware of her induction um, into the Mystics Hall of Fame. And um, Mike Tebow, the general manager for Washington, longtime coach in the league um, and here in D.C., obviously, um, made that Zoom call to her. Um, you could tell that she was feeble in that moment, but was thrilled. Oh, I don't know if I can make it through saying it. That's why I was trying to hesitate, but I'm okay. Um, sorry. Um, okay. She was thrilled to to be notified that that she had earned that respect of the city. And man, gave it. You know, it's gonna be tough. It was tough that that game right after she passed. Um, for so many in the D.C. area, I mean, she was the the face of the organization for years at the beginning here uh, in DC, but just what a light. Um, you know, I spoke with Dawn Staley last week about her and it was very cathartic to, to listen to the stories of the Olympic teams that they both played on um, in 96 and 2000. Um, they were teammates and, you know, Dawn had all the stories, you know, and, 
and she was laughing and I was crying. I mean, you know, it was like, she was telling me these stories and I, she was like, yeah, she was the baby of the team. And you know, her, you know, her husband's name is Thomas. And she, when she was pregnant and she was on staff here at South mm -hmm. Carolina for nine years, um, you know, she wanted to name her baby and ask all of us, you know, what, what should we name him? It's going to be a boy. And, and my husband wants to name him Thomas, but Dawn Thomas, like that's like such a, like uh, Thomas Jr. Like really, and didn't want to do it. And then um, Dawn actually gave um, Nikki's son her um, his nickname. I mean, his middle name. Excuse me, his middle name. So his middle name is Nixon, right? And she was like, "Oh, Nixon. Okay, that works." Thomas Nixon. And she said, "No, it it, it can kind of mean Nick's son." Yeah. And that always just takes me. I just. <sighs> um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think her family's going to be in, in attendance. Um, and I know the fans are going to be out with the uh, number 15 jerseys on, but just, um, I, I just have peace in knowing that she knew that she had garnered that respect, uh, from the organization, uh, from the league, um, and from the fans, man. And I still can't believe that she passed away. It's like, it's still... It's still unfathomable to me, but hey, cancer. Um, but yeah, if you're in DC and um, you don't have tickets to that game, I think it's gonna be a very special uh, afternoon for for the DC fans at ESA, Gabe. And mm -hmm. you know, I think it's gonna be a, a, a beautifully um, emotional day. And um, yeah, sorry. Also, no, just really just, uh, you know how look the the i think the only way i can look at it is like everyone everyone's gonna die flat out it's gonna happen but yeah. not everyone gets to live the life and love that she got oh, to do my. right no um and, and and have people saying such beautiful things after yeah. she passed i have the you know have that sort of life where you have a, a mission where it seems yeah. like she did, right? Through basketball, yeah. she was able to do so much for so so many people. Um, and we get to talk about it. And it's uh she leaves a legacy. You know, I think that's uh yeah. So I can hope for. Um and it's uh just really difficult to when someone's taken from us too soon. But yeah. I think this Sunday is gonna be a great memorial for her. Yeah. And just a, a reminder that hey, look, uh cancer's out there and yeah, we have to we have to do what we can to try to cure it as much as possible i mean this is, she had breast cancer in 2013 and then i i have i was reading articles about it she didn't it, it what didn't seem like it came back it was just health concerns related to it so there's just so much that can go into um you know trying to cure what comes from not only cancer but what comes from it and the later effects and helping people get through it so yeah um you know it's not it. it's extremely sad um yeah. but there's going to be happiness, I think, on Sunday when we get to remember her and remember yeah. her life in yeah. hoops. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we already saw, you know, Asia Wilson, who was coached by, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Dawn Staley, of course, at South Carolina when they won the championship um, several years ago. Was it 2017? Um, but then Nikki McRae Pinson was on staff there and mm -hmm. helped recruit her. And they were very, very close. And so, um just a lot of tentacles, a lot of connections. Um, 
and not only the players who she coached, I mean, she was most recently at Rutgers last year and, you know, she just touched so many lives with her light and, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be cathartic for us all to, to celebrate her, like you said, so. Yeah. Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know she played. I didn't know she was uh, the the ABL MVP in nineteen ninety six. I didn't realize. Uh, Columbus, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually didn't. I I did not realize that she had come out that year. Yeah, yeah. I I always think of her in the, the WNBA because yeah. when I go and start getting into it, you look at the record books and she's all over the place. She's everywhere. Um, so I was like, who is this person? I guess I just <laughs> never realized that she did. She played for Columbus and then obviously came to the Mystics uh, once the league started. Yeah. Um, but just a just a great legacy and uh, going to be a, a good time to remember her when we get yeah. to uh, Sunday and yeah. get the serial number in the rafters. Absolutely. That's going to be a, it's going to be a beautiful day um, in that regard. Just to always have her, her impact felt mm -hmm. in, in the DC uh, DMV area for sure. So we will be celebrating Nikki McRae Pinson on Sunday when the mystics take on the wings. So that's at three o'clock. And it's on NBC Sports Washington. So Monumental. It's going to switch over to Monumental in the fall. but And you can see a great basketball game, too. It's a great game. It's Which is what, game. what Nikki would have wanted anyways. Uh, go, go watch the hoops. Go watch the hoops and enjoy it. Play hard. Uh, play hard. Yeah. So I, I think, Christy, that's uh, maybe a good, a, a good note to leave on. And yeah. um, we'll be coming back next week. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be taking a couple weeks off because I'm going to Italy. So. Oh man. Hey, listen, when you're over there, pour out a little cranberry juice for me and make sure it has a lime in it. Just a little, little spritz on the floor. Just, I mean, on the ground outside, mm, like, yeah, because cranberry juice will stay. So, but pour try, a little bit out for me over there. <laughs> I'm going to try, I'm going to try to find the, I think we passed the town that you played in. Oh, Pistoia. Pistoia. Yeah. Cause we're going from, uh, from Lake Como to Florence. And it's a big yes. there. Yeah. Florence is right there. It was 20 minutes away, 20 minute drive. Oh my gosh. Please. When you get to Pistoia, like take a sign, actually like the sign on the road, I'm gonna try. cranberry and poor cranberry right there. <laughs> oh my God. That would make my whole summer. <laughs> but it was fun uh, times over there. Just like this conversation was fun times. Gabe always with you, magnificent conversation and breakdown with the whiteboard today and the videos and the plays and all the concepts. Oh, we had a great time. Listen, we don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here and make sure you come back next week and join us right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network for more courtside with Christy and Gabe. For Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winter Scott, and we will see you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.